2questions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to twoquestions.tv. I'm Susan Barranchinimo. Joining me again today is Karen Schoenbart, the CEO of the NPD Group, a global provider of information and advisory services to many of the world's leading brands. She's also the author of this book, Mom BA, which we talked about last time, but today she's here as one of our inspiring women in business. Hi, Karen. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Susan. It's a pleasure to be back. Well, I know you cover a lot of the general advice in your book and you talk about your story as well but today i wanted to get a little personal so <laughs> so what what's your story how'd you get where you are today what are some of the challenges you faced along the way well it starts with the fact that neither of my parents went to college my mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad owned a sewing machine and vacuum cleaner store in New York City. And so I didn't have any business role models. I didn't even know what business was. Mm. And when I grew up, Susan, all I wanted to be was a teacher. But life has a way of throwing you a curveball. And in fact, when I graduated from college, there were no teaching jobs. Oh. And so I answered an ad in the paper, which is what you did back then. And mm -hmm. I went on an interview. And um, one of my lessons is, even if the job you're interviewing for isn't something that you think is right for you, bring your A game. Yeah. And in fact, the interviewer took a liking to me and on a whim introduced me to the president of the company who offered me a job as a project director which I didn't know what that was, but I said, well, when I come into work in the morning and sit down at my desk, what will I do? And he said, we'll teach you. And that began my career in market research. Wow. And I started as a project director and just loved it. And, uh, and then I moved into sales, which I highly recommend to anyone if they yes. ever have an opportunity, even if it's not for them, a stint in sales is invaluable for almost anything you want to do in life. Uh, and then I became a sales manager and you know, the story goes on and on with many, many lessons learned along the way. As you know, because you're holding Mom BA in your hands, I have 250 yes. pages of lessons <laughs> learned. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and I think that's one of the things I really liked about the book is that it is, it, it, it is exactly the book you intended to write and it is exactly as you describe it in the introduction. And so there's, I mean, look, you know, we were just talking about this. This book is, is um, to me, a great resource for women who are, who wants like that mentor, who want the person to give them that advice when they need it most. But for the purposes of our show, what advice do you have for other women in business? Yeah, you know, the, the book is an insider's guide to the questions you didn't even think to ask. And yeah. my daughter was my inspiration and said, you know, you really should write a book because you have all these lessons over 30 years. Sure. So I think the very, very first one is to believe in yourself. You know, particularly with women, we have a tendency to not believe in ourselves and to look for those mentors and sponsors who are going to believe in you and push you along. I speak right. to so many women who... Um, needed that extra push. And I'm a CEO now, but I've had to be pushed along the way almost my whole career. Yeah. Um, you know, we can talk about delegating. We can talk about dealing with your boss. We can talk about moving from being an individual contributor to a manager. Uh, and all of these were steps along the way that you had to take a leap of faith. Mm -hmm. And one of the hardest for me was making that change from an individual contributor to a manager. Mm -hmm. because you get 
promoted to a manager because you're good at something. And now all of a sudden, it's a completely different job. So totally. I would, <laughs> right? And, and now, so I was in sales, which is a very individual thing. I was successful at it. And then I got promoted to a sales manager. And let me tell you, Susan, at the beginning, I was terrible. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. And I was terrible because I didn't give up my clients. And I still looked at that as my job. Yes. So when people would come into my office, my attitude was very much like, what do you want? Get out of my office so I can do my real job. <laughs> and it wasn't until I had to make a real big decision mm -hmm. to now not be about me, but be about my team. Mm -hmm. And that's a big, it starts with an emotional decision to say that I'm really good at something, but that's not what I'm going to be now. I'm going to be a manager. Mm -hmm. And by being a manager, it's not about me anymore. It's all about the team's success. Right. It's all about the people who work for me and figuring out how to help make them successful. And it's coming out from around the desk and sitting together and having it be the focus on the other person. And that's a big shift. But once you decide that you want to make that shift and now you want to be a manager and that's your job, then you can focus on all the things you need to do to be a good manager. It's such a big shift. And it's, I always think it's ironic, you know, hey, you're really good at your job. We're going to give you a totally different job now. <laughs> it's such a weird thing that we do with work, but, uh, but, but it's so incumbent upon the person getting that new job to develop that skill set. Right. Well, it's the same thing with delegating. Everyone talks about how, well, it's hard to delegate because I can do it better. Well, of course you can do it better. Yeah. You've been doing it. You're more senior, you know, yeah. but if you don't, so there's three reasons to delegate. Um, one is the obvious one that the other person, you know, you want to develop somebody else. Mm -hmm. But selfishly, if you can delegate and you can teach somebody how to do it as well, if not better than you did, you've just developed your first managerial skill. Yes. You've developed the skill of being able to teach somebody how to do something. Check. Yay. The second thing is you're never going to develop yourself and um, grow if you don't get out of your comfort zone and start doing the new things that you now have to do because you're not doing the things you're delegating. Right, right. And the third one that people forget is the company is now paying you to do something different. Right. They're not paying you to do your old job. So, you know, put on your big girl pants and start doing the new job. Yes. Now, when you and I were talking before, and I'm going to kind of step out of our normal format for a minute, but when you and I were talking about uh, before the interview, you mentioned imposter syndrome. I, we talk about that a lot and in, in my work, and, and it's something that, that I sort of said, oh, well, everybody talks about that. Let's talk about these other things. But I realized that it is important and, and something maybe we should talk. What's your advice for women with imposter syndrome? Okay. So first of all, when I first heard about this. I was at a conference and there was a woman speaking about it. And she talked about this thing called the imposter syndrome. And I went, oh my God, I can't believe there's actually something that this is a thing, that this isn't just me. Because yeah. I wasn't a business major, because of, I had a non-traditional career mm -hmm. trajectory, I always worried that somebody was going to tap me on the shoulder and say, oh, we caught you. Yeah. You don't really belong. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and it was such a big relief as I started talking to other people to find out that other people felt that way. Mm -hmm. So the so first many. thing is just that people, and it's not just women, although it tends to be women more, mm -hmm. um, 
worry about that. And so it was a big relief to know that it wasn't just me. Right. There's, there's many, many things you can do. I have a whole section in the book on it, yeah. but the three main things I would say is one, don't compare yourself to others. Mm-hmm. You know, focus on being the best you you can be. Number two is focus on your strengths, not just your weaknesses. I guarantee if I asked you to name your three weaknesses or I asked anybody, they're going to rattle them off. But it's just, if not more important, to focus on your strengths and really hone those and become known for something and develop your strengths. And then the third is start a fan file. Start yes. it immediately. Start it today. Start a file, and whenever you get a compliment, when you do a good project, when you get an email from a client or your boss saying something positive, put it in your fan file. Mm-hmm. And so, when you're down, you can kind of look at that. It makes you feel good. Yep. If there's an opportunity for a new job or a promotion, you can whip out your fan file and use that to help make your case for why you would be qualified or should be promoted. And again, there's many other things. Um, And remember, you know, I love this quote. Let's see if I can get it right now. Um, Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less often. Yes. (laughs) I didn't get it quite right. But, you know, the idea is it's not, you know, just start doing it and stop worrying about it. Yes. Yes. Sometimes when you're in action, you're too busy to really worry and fear and insecure. All that stuff is just, you're too busy for that. And I find that is a good anecdote. And the other other thing is that, you know, we've all heard the stories and whether they're true or not about women won't apply for a job unless Mm -hmm. they have all the skills and men will apply if they have only a few of the Mm -hmm. skills. And I do think it's that leap of faith to just Mm -hmm. go for it. You know, you're probably working just as hard. You're probably already doing the job. You might as well go for it and get paid for it. So if you get offered that opportunity and that insecurity, that imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. says to you, I don't know, can can I do it? Can I do it? I have to tell you every promotion I ever got, I felt that way. Yeah. And yet every time I jumped right in the deep end. And of course, you know, I, I think in some ways it made me work harder, Mm -hmm. but uh, so that would be a few things that I would say to people, particularly women out there is you're not alone in this feeling and uh, just believe in yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's funny. Um, I've been working with executive women, like C-suite, high level for a very long time, years and years. And yet every time I get a new client, my, I have this little part of myself that says, I hope I can help her. And it's the weirdest thing that I have that thought after all these years, <laughs> but there is a part of me that thinks that. And I actually like that because I use it to propel me to, to give a, 110% at every session. Like, no, I'm going to make sure I help her. I'm not worried. I, I have that voice. No, I got this. And so I have that dialogue with the voice. <laughs> so, too, so when I wrote Mom BA, um, I collaborated with this woman, Alex. And when I wrote about the imposter syndrome, you can read it in the book. I write about it in the past tense. So yeah. Alex said to me, so Karen, is it really in the past tense? And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm kind of over that by now. <laughs> and then when I got promoted to CEO, my first thought was, oh, can I do it? <laughs> Well, <laughs> you know, and I think that's, that's the thing I, I like to make sure people hear is I want our viewers to know that people at the top, people who are success, successful, people who are doing really well, 
it's not about not having problems anymore. It's not about not having challenges anymore. It's about mastering them and knowing what to do when they show up. And I think that's the difference. And the other thing is, one other thing is, if you are comfortable, you are not growing. Yeah. And you've got to put yourself out of that comfort zone. And you can always keep growing. I mean, when I got promoted to CEO, I didn't think things would change as much as they did. And yet I had to stretch and stretch and do harder new things. And then when you do them, you feel so great. Oh, yes. You know, it's a real, you know, it's a real good feeling of accomplishment. So I think the imposter syndrome, as we both said, can be positive. There's a silver lining in that. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad you came back on the show to talk about this. <laughs> oh, it's such a pleasure. Anytime. Well, thank you for coming back. Where can people find you? Well, they can find me on KarenShowenBart.com. And my book's available on Amazon, Mom BA. Uh, and follow me on Twitter. Follow me wherever. There's plenty of places. And I look forward to continuing the dialogue. Perfect. And we'll have all those links in the show notes for today. All right, viewers, here's Karen's book. You should have a copy of this. It's a fantastic reference source for any time. You just wish you had somebody to give you some advice in your business journey. This is the book you need. All right, that's it for today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini-Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.